The Fred Minnick Show is brought to you by Beeline. Visit findyoursiffingpoint.com and by Michter's American Whiskies. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Fred Minnick Show. Well, we have a great guest today. Lee Bryce, who has a platinum. He just got it right. He's got the number one song in the world right now. Lee Bryce, folks, is the biggest country star on the planet in this very, very moment. He is fantastic. So you're going to love this interview. And I got to tell you, too, I've got an interesting uh, question or poll that's going on on Twitter or happened on Twitter. And I asked a question. Well, first, before I tell you what the question is, here's a word from our sponsors. Imagine this, an experience centered around five Kentucky Bourbon Trail craft tour distilleries in northern Kentucky, the gateway to Kentucky bourbon. Add five amazing bourbon-centric bars and five delicious bourbon-focused restaurants, cultivating the freshest takes and culinary delights, and you are on the beeline. Start your trip today at findyoursippingpoint.com. Michter's Distillery, our passion is making the finest bourbon, rye, and American whiskey possible. When you only produce very small batch and single barrel whiskey as we do, each and every barrel has to be perfect. No detail is too small for our production team. From careful attention to the 18-month or more air-dried wood used in the construction of our barrels, to entering our distillate into the barrel at the costlier or lower barrel entry proof of 103 so that it's smoother, to heat cycling our barrel houses, to our signature filtration protocol, we spare no expense in pursuing our goal of making the greatest American whiskey. And no Michter's gets bottled until our master distiller, Dan McKee, and our master of maturation, Andrea Wilson, say it's just right. Michter's Fort Nelson Distillery in downtown Louisville, Kentucky, is open for tours and tastings. Book your visit on our website and stop by the bar at Fort Nelson for a world-class cocktail. For more information, follow us on social media at Michter's Whiskey, go to Michter's.com, or visit your favorite bartender. Michter's Distillery. It's all about the whiskey. I really appreciate the sponsors for supporting me in this time, especially when everything's shut down. There's a lot of um, national unrest, and uh, I appreciate that. It means the world. And, you know, this, uh, this week's trivia question, or rather... Uh, poll question comes on Twitter, and it says, uh, it asks the question, uh, now that the Kentucky Bourbon Trail is slowly opening back up, will you visit a distillery? Now, normally, my followers cannot wait to visit a distillery. They can't, they just cannot wait to come to one. So, uh, I was pretty, pretty shocked by the numbers. Now, I'll give those to you after the interview. So, but for now, enjoy this incredible interview this great opportunity to learn about one of the greatest bourbons ever made in A.H. Hirsch. Uh, I drink that with the great Lee Bryce. Enjoy. You know, I might get in trouble for saying this, but I think the most talented uh, male vocalist in country music right now, Lee Bryce, how you doing, sir? You doing all right? Man, I'm, I'm doing good. I, that's, a, that's, a stre- that's a stretch of a compliment. There's some great singers out there, but... Uh... We, we, we love to sing now. <laughs> you know, it, it is, it, even in like, uh, even for like what I do, it, it's like, you know, there's some like people's, some people's music just really kind of grab you and, and 
just grab a hold of you and you, like your voice, your, your music. I don't know. It touches it. I think it's really good for a whiskey drinker. Is that <laughs> wrong to say? No, I think that's right to say, uh, because it comes from a whiskey drinker. Uh, it, you know, if I wrote it, you know, it came from a whiskey drinker. And if I, if I found it even from somebody else who wrote it, but I recorded it and put it out on the radio, then still coming from a whiskey drinker. But yeah, you know, I think, uh, I, I mean, there's, there's people with strengths, you know, like somebody might be the best singer on the planet, but maybe they don't communicate a song all that well. You just get, you just get lost in their voice, you know, or maybe they don't sing about the right stuff or, or maybe there's somebody who don't sing all that great who communicates better than anybody on the planet, you know? Um, maybe I'm just somewhere in between. I like to, I love to sing. I, we sing all right, but I really do try to communicate. I mean, it's like kind of, you know, opposite of whiskey, but like in church, that's what I learned from my mama. You know, she would get up and sing a solo in church, you know, on Sunday morning. And sometimes I'd hear kind of talk the second verse. And I always wondered, I was like, why are you, why did you're such a good singer? She's like, well, I just felt at the moment that I needed to speak those words so people would actually hear what I'm saying and not what I'm singing. And so I think that kind of feathered off into, into who I am and kind of how I perform. And maybe that's, uh, maybe that's what you're talking about. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You, I, I mean, uh, you're, you do get whiskey in the music, in the lyrics every now and then too. So yeah, I do. Yeah, that, I, anytime I hear whiskey, I'm I'm like a like a dog for squirrel. Yeah, whiskey, have you, you know? have you heard uh, have you heard uh, when the whiskey used to burn? Yeah, yeah. Oh man, that was a fun song, boy. I tell you what, that was special. Yeah, why? Um, so you use the word whiskey quite a bit. Do we see like uh, I know bourbon's a little bit more difficult to rhyme with, but uh, you see a place for bourbon in a lyric here or there? Yeah, I mean, I could do that. I guess it's like, I just, grew, I mean, you know, the first thing I ever drank other than a, like a Bud Light, really, even before that, was a, was Jack Daniels, you know? And so the difference between whiskey and bourbon really is kind of where it's made, you know, for in, a, in a lot, in most cases, you know? And so I guess I just called it whiskey because that's just what it was, you know? It's a Tennessee whiskey, you know? It, you know? And so, uh, but yeah, I mean, I some of my favorite things are some, some bourbon, you know, pappies and things that, you know, you can't hardly get your hands on, but so, uh, yeah, yeah I, I love it all, but yeah, bourbon can get in there. I'm, in fact, one of my favorite songs, uh, there's a girl named Nicole Witt and she wrote a song that was just Florian. It's called, um, it's called bourbon, but it's like what she, what she misses the most. And it wasn't even all good times. It was her, about her daddy but like she misses the bourbon on his breath, like just cause you know, and he'd always was there apparently, you know, and like, yeah. But so bourbon on, on his breath was a really cool song, you know? But yeah. I can, I can rhyme anything pretty much. Bourbon ain't that hard of a rhyme. <laughs> well, you know, we've got, I, I sent you some, uh, some really, yeah. I, I sent you a quite a, quite a hodgepodge of, yeah. uh, of bourbons. And whiskeys. Um, one of these, by what, you know, what, arguably one of the greatest, the greatest bourbon ever made uh, is in this lineup. Uh oh. One, one of the. Um, I wanted you to talk a little bit about your your whiskey, 
uh, before before we jump into this. How did how did uh, how did you come to be a whiskey owner? Well, you know, I'm just I partnered with a with a and really the biggest part is I partnered with with some really just uh, we call them like yeah he's one of us you know when you meet somebody and even especially in business actually I, I I base a lot on a lot of decisions on like who I'm working with and the kind of if we're the kind of the same and it's cut from the same cloth because you know, the values and, and the things that we really care about, you know, that's what really mattered. And so when I met these guys that, um, that had started American born, uh, I mean, they had a great track record with what they were doing, but, but they just were, you know, to be, uh, for lack of better words, but to be without any worries financially, these guys, were just down to earth and cared about like the little things, you know, they cared about. Mm -hmm. So like the whiskey's good. Okay. Um, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a simple, good whiskey, but they have an apple version and they have uh, a peach version. And what the, what I, what, one of the things I loved about it was they were like, well, we didn't, we decided we weren't going to go put like, you know, peach flavoring in our whiskey and we weren't going to go so they went and they found places and they found some people and they got so when they put apple in the whiskey it's real apples mm -hmm. and so it really came out great and so those are kind of my favorite parts of the bourbon there's three there's three and there's the regular just just the the uh whiskey and then there's the there's the flavored ones but the flavored ones are so cool you just put them on the rocks and it's almost like a it's almost girly, but it ain't because it's got just that hint, you know, that hint, but it's real though. And it don't taste like this. So I just love their values. And so my brand was, was family and just, just be good people and, and relaxing and, and uh, being, uh, being good to folks, you know, and that's kind of mm -hmm. who we were. You know, it's, it's always difficult for me to uh, let someone talk positively about a, uh, a flavored uh, whiskey. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> I understand that. I understand but, that. But but I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna give you a pass. Uh, I'll, I'll just. Here's, I'll just. Know, well, here's the thing. You know, American born is not like it's not. It's not. It's not supposed to be your top of the shelf on its own. You know, expensive thing. Uh, so for them to have a little something extra and a, and a little couple options. But at least they did, you know, they did that right. You know what I mean? And so, uh, you know, we wanted just average Joe to be able to go pick up a bottle and, and it still be a good, a good drink. But, you know, also their girlfriend could drink one more. I, I But I like, like I said, the apples is one of my favorites. It's good. All right. I'll have to, I'll have to taste it. I'll, I will, uh, I've started letting loose the ascot a little bit, if you will. And, uh, <laughs> and, it, it tasted some uh, some different things here and there, but uh, you know, uh, I'm breaking a lot of rules here lately. The, the pandemic has uh, has oh. kind of changed my perspective on things. Well, I want to hear about these. So I got five. Mm -hmm. Now, are these bourbons? Are these whiskeys? Uh, so, so first of all, like the term, you know, bourbon is a whiskey. Whiskey is basically a categorical term that means distilled grain aged in wood. There's a lot of things that go to it. Um, and uh, I'll, I'll send you a book 
and but there's uh, there's a lot of uh, different styles of whiskey. And, oh yeah. And uh, bourbon just means it has to be at least you know fifty one percent corn and aged new charter. There's a lot of things that go with it. Right. But uh, technically, you could call Jack Daniels a bourbon if they right. wanted to. Right. But marketing wise, they've chose to stay with Tennessee whiskey. <laughs> yes. It's worked for them. Can't you can't blame it. So I think I think what we'll do is we'll start with the Sweetens Cove. This is okay. actually all right. All right. Yeah. So this is actually this is Peyton Manning's whiskey. Oh, it is. Yeah. I've been wondering about this actually. I've I've actually I got to know him. It was the oddest story when I met him. Uh, cheers. Here we go. Cheers. Yes. I'm down to my last drops on this. Display. This ain't coming out. Is there? A, oh, I need to take that little top off of it. Uh oh, you got topped. Well, I got. So the, you, you, you probably know Drew Holcomb. You know Drew Holcomb. Why do I know that name? He's a he's a singer. He's a country singer. Oh, okay. And, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But he he's a part of this. He and Andy Roddick, and the blender on it was uh, Marianne Eves, who's uh, first uh, uh, woman master distiller in Kentucky history. And she basically got some thirteen-year-old uh, barrels from uh, from Tennessee, and this is this is what she made. And this is called this is called Sweetens Cove. Sweetens Cove. It's named after that golf course. That's. Uh, is it down there around uh, where are they located out of? It's in, it's in Tennessee. Uh, let me let me think. But it's what, it's uh, eastern Tennessee over there, right? Like we're kind of like Peyton and stuff, like with yeah. Like, Knoxville. I think so. I, I don't know the I don't know the area well at all, but I know that's a golf course. Woo! That's got some. It's bright. Tell me about tell me about your process. Like, how do you like? I'm noticing you seem to have like you have your own tasting process. I love this. Tell me about well, it. I, I mean, I'm a little I'm a little kind of rough around the edges, redneck. But like I learned over the years. I mean, one of the biggest stories I could probably tell you uh, is uh, I was at a place called Blackberry Farms, actually over in Eastern. Oh yeah, and uh, and they had brought out, um, and we were there doing some stuff, and 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 they got you know everything. They got about three three like world class sommeliers there for wine and things, and uh, the, I didn't know any better. I didn't know what it was, but they just kept pouring me this. I'm talking glasses and glasses and glasses of Pappy Van Winkle. And I was like, this is awesome. Tastes like butter. And I just get, bring me another one. And I didn't know <laughs> at the time. <laughs> and so, uh, but after that, I kind of learned it. This is, you know, 15 years ago. I started to really realize what, what I had that night, you know, uh, and, uh, so I, I started to, started to, uh, enjoy whiskeys a little more and bourbons. Uh, I mean, I went to, I went to Scotland and I did a lot of mm. scotch over there a different one for every bar headed all the way, all the way up to the castle, you know I mean? And the, the peatiness of it and all that stuff. So like the smell of letting it open up a second, you know, it's always, uh, like a, a starter for me. This one's calming down a little bit now. Yeah. Yeah. I was pretty aggressive on my approach as well. It, uh, <laughs> it, came, it came in hot on the nose. 
But that's all right. I'm about ready to take a sip of it. Let's do it. All right. You know, it's weird. I think people do different things with their mouth when they put the whiskey in. Yeah. It's like I kind of leave it on the front of my tongue and let it sit, bubble around my teeth for a second before I let it roll back. Just to test it and make sure I can get it back. You know, it's like, that's beautiful. That is, that's awesome. It's warm. It's good whiskey. This is a, a really good whiskey. So this is a, this is distilled in Tennessee. Essentially, you know, they can't disclose this because of uh, NDAs and so forth that they sign. But this comes from a distillery called um, uh, George Dickel, which is, you know, in Tullahoma. Yeah. 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 And they put a lot of whiskey out on the source market. Oh, yeah. Um, really quite, really quite of, good. I'll drink a lot of George Dickel coming up. You, you had a little bit here and there. When I first came to Nashville, you know, <laughs> We were digging into some George Dickel, whatever we could get to. It was good. So on that didn't on that possum, Pappy story, didn't did the possum? Did, what, oh, did the did the possum drink Dickel? I think he was a sponsor for or their face of it for a long time. I'm almost positive that George I'm Jones a, was, a, was a Dickel guy, or no, it might have been Merle. It was one of the two. You can mark my word. All right, we're going to do some googling here, Lee. <laughs> yeah, you did. It might have been Merle. Merle. Merle Haggard, it was George Dickel. Let's see what we have here. It might have been Merle Haggard. Yep, it was Merle Haggard, 1986. <laughs> he's he's got the um, he's got the face, you know, the whole wrinkled <laughs> face. Oh yeah, a, a, a little uh, Dickel glass right next to him, right here. Yeah, I know that picture. And um, and he says, uh, quote. Waters for teardrops, dickles for drinking. Hey, <laughs> hey, Merle Haggard can do whatever he wants. He can. Uh, hey, well, he's a poet too. You know, he was a he's he's a poet. Is that uh, so? I guess that's a good good place to ask. Like, who were like some of the, like the country greats who were who inspired you? Well, there's a lot. I mean, I uh, there's a lot. Um, it de kind of depends on the area you're looking at. You know, there's, there's so many different kind of, I almost call them, it's like they call it the class of like 90, the nineties classes when that was mm -hmm. when it was Garth Brooks and Vince Gill and Tim McGraw and all the da, 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 Reva McIntyre. That was like this nineties class, Randy. Tr so then there's this eighties class and there's the seventies. And so, but the older stuff, you know, that I, that my daddy would listen to was, you know, Waylon and Willie and Merle and uh, Hank Jr. I got, you know, I kind of, he's got a little, he's a little younger than them. Uh, and then I, I fell in love with Don Williams. Uh, you, you know, you're talking about whiskey or bourbon, whatever smooth. When you're talking about music, it don't get no smoother than Don Williams. You could just go put his his record, any record of his on, and just start driving it and just hit play, and it's gonna, mm -hmm. it's it's just butter. Um, and so for you, that's the Pappy Van Winkle of a uh, country. Well, I mean, there's a lot of different ones, but I mean, I guess I guess my first real experience with a 
with a with a really good bourbon you know was pappy's i guess and i didn't even know it now then when i now i did do a taste test one time in vegas with a guy because i because you can't find pappy anywhere right you can't find it right and uh, he goes i got i got five different years in my bar right here and we were in vegas like a year year well no you don't he goes let's go so we sat there and we just had we had like the 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 10 the the 13, the 15, the 19, the 23. And I was like, you know what? And all of them, so they're all great. But but uh, I think the 19 was the best. But I, I got so some friends of mine got me some uh, two bottles at the same year. So I know they came off the same palette because there wasn't but so many sold. And they weren't even Pappy Van Winkle. They were just the uh, Van Winkle. They were just the – Yeah, like, the 10-year-old or, or 12. 12, yeah, the 12. 12. And it was still butter to me. I still, I mean, it still is. Uh, you know, I that was just my first kind of like real experience with like really good. Well, I'll I'll let them know. I know the Van Winkles are are a fan of yours, so we actually oh. uh, are friends with them. And and I put on, I helped put on uh, some country, uh, country festival out here in um, in Kentucky. It got canceled this year. It's called Hometown Rising. Last year, Tim McGraw actually headlined it with Keith Urban. And uh, I remember talking to to those guys about like, all right, who would you like to see his book? And they said, Lee Bryce. Really? So, yeah. <laughs> that just made my day. That's like, I got a number one song on the radio today, and I got you telling me about them liking me. That's cool. <laughs> well, it, it, it was the sisters, the the Van Winkle sisters, which they're they're triplets. So for you know, wow. there's uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of interesting. They're characters. They're characters, but uh, awesome. I'll, I'll let them know that. I'll see if I'll see if that can uh, help me dig up a special bottle to send you. That's awesome. That's awesome. So that was beautiful, yep. by the way. It really was. And so now we're we're here. We are. We're, we just had a a. I believe this is a three hundred dollar whiskey, Sweetens Cove, and we we're talking about the most expensive whiskey in the world. And now yeah. what I'm going to do? I'm going to send you to to very old Barton, twelve okay. bucks. <laughs> there you go. But see, look, you can't, you can't, uh, you can't hold a good man down. You know what I mean? Well, and also, like, look, you do, you can spend a lot of money in whiskey. You can. Uh, uh, my bank account is proof of this. But you, you don't have to spend a lot of money to get the good stuff. And this is, to me, is a great, great value pour. Uh, you can't really find it in many places outside of Tennessee and Kentucky. Oh really? But very old Barton. Here I'll give you a very old Barton. I love that it's just very old Barton. Yeah. <laughs> How old is it? It's six years old. Okay. Six years old. Yeah, it's that's You're right. It's very good. It's very good. In fact, you know, a blind taste test. I mean, it's got a little, a little extra edge going down. But, you know, with somebody who didn't know a whole lot, you wouldn't tell a, a huge difference in that if you didn't know. You know, no, That's no. Right. Is that that is really good. <laughs> And if you do it right, you know, people, I mean, I used to just, you know, chug bottles of Jack Daniels and that's just not how you, you know, 
put them with cokes and all that stuff and uh yeah were you were you doing this backstage before you get on and and, and perform oh, yeah. well before that even you know like when i, when I first got in the first time i ever drank ever in my whole life at 21 everybody we yeah. waited till he was 21 years old to start consuming alcohol at 21 uh, <laughs> i was in college at clemson still it's a five-year program and uh and uh, my buddy and I had never drank, and my buddy brought a bottle of Jack Daniels and a bottle of vodka. I'm not sure what he brought. And he said, all right, we're going to drink tonight, and you're going to see what it feels like. Well, I was howling at the moon. I was just chasing it down. with. I had a two-liter of Coke and a, and a liter of Jack, you know. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm walking around Clemson just howling at the moon, uh, but I've come a long way from there. I mean, I, I mean, I'm 20 years older, I guess now. I guess you learn a little bit in 20 years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's all about it's all about sipping, and you know, yeah. we we say drink responsibly, but no one really defines what that is. And I think you know, really, don't drink yourself to death. Don't you know, drive. Don't drive after drinking. I mean, there's just there's a lot of aspects there, but. I believe that if you just taste and you sip and you try to enjoy what you're tasting, I believe that cuts out a lot of the, a lot of the issues. It actually does. I, I, I learned a, you know, a while back when I was, when I was on the road and I was out there doing a whole lot of, you know, we oh, let's do a shot of this or a shot of that and da da da. Did, you know, it's like you end up drinking so much cause there's a whole shot in that little quick moment, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I kind of had to, you know, after a while of that, I was like, man, this, this don't feel good. <laughs> so, you know, I learned to, to go, you know, I'll have a drink instead of a shot. You know what I mean? Like, you know, who wants to go? It is kind of cool to watch a Western and watch them just sitting there shooting a shot of whiskey and slamming it down. But who knows what that was, you know, that, <laughs> back then. <laughs> yeah, it's, usually it's like tea or, um, you know, <laughs> yeah. like the, the Van Winkle bottles that they would send to Justified they um they were actually tea you know so they would put tea in like used uh van winkle bottles justified that's awesome yeah. wasn't that a great great series <laughs> great that was awesome yeah yeah i uh i wish it didn't end so let's go to the uh old portrayal all right uh, single malt straight rye whiskey now this is distilled and aged in california okay straight rye. rye whiskey it's a yeah so it's a single malt straight rye so basically what that means is they malted the rye and uh and so it's you know the american the american system um is not really up to date with like what we call single malts you know it's not traditionally an american whiskey no so it's like kind of catching up and that's still not fully defined in the uh in the federal code but uh, this is from uh, Anchor Distilling in California. That doesn't have a whole lot of like, that don't burn your nose when you smell it. It smells like, it smells like, uh, really, it smells like a lot of rye bread and vitamins to me. The yeah, vitamins, it's almost like there's some flowers in it or something. Yeah. yeah. Like some floral notes. 
It might be. There's California. There's some fruit. There's some a lot of that stuff. I mean, he might have dropped a he he, he might have dropped a little something something in there when it's fermenting. Put a little daisy in there, well. Yeah. <laughs> that's I mean, funky. That's it is funky. You can taste the. Uh, It's funky in a good way, but it's so smooth. Like that was extremely smooth. Smooth. Flavor-wise, it's very different than what we've been tasting. Yeah, very. I mean. It doesn't kill your palate though? No. Your palate's good? Okay. I mean, it's a little, uh, yeah, I mean, I got to. I mean, there's something in there. It's like cinnamon or something. I get, you know, I get some tobacco in there. Do you smoke cigars? I do. So it's like that, but which I like to smoke a cigar. I don't like the taste the next day, but it, while <laughs> it's going down, look, I'm saying it, you know, kind of like you dipped a cigar. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's the ashes. I'm, th I'm talking cinnamon. You're talking about ashes. You know, I don't know. My head's already into the, you know, he's smoking a joint and it falls into the fermentation tank and it, just, <laughs> and it just went there, you know. All right. Well, that's cool. San Francisco. Single malt. So this is single malt, like, like they talk about single malt scotch whiskey. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can. So you, so in, in Scotland, they're using uh, barley, but here they use rye. So they're doing a, a process just with a different. Yeah, so they're doing the. Um, they're using. Um, um, they're using. They're they're basically malting. They're malting rye, and I don't really. I don't recall if they're using a a malt a malted barley in this as well, but um, I, I doubt it. I you know the it. word malt. The word malt feels just like that. Like when I got a malt, a true like I went to an old say like creamery or creamery or something mm -hmm. like a true like malt do you want malt in your shake mm -hmm. you know there was like this fermenting there's like this there's this extra kind of like like you said i don't know another word there's got to be another word than funky there's like this but but that's kind of what that is it's kind of it's got the malt you know and it's like a you know what you're describing is uh fermentation uh like if going You've been to distilleries. Yeah, yeah. So there's a smell next to the fermentation tank, and, you know, it could be that. I mean, it kind of is. It kind of feels like yeah. that. Well. <laughs> so now let's go to the smoke wagon. All right, so I've been staring at this so smoke wagon. You know, it's like I was talking about, you know, scotch, and I, and I learned about, I learned about uh, peat, you know, like mm -hmm. peat and all that stuff when I started drinking uh, when I started drinking scotch and then I really learned about it when I went over and started like to Scotland and drank like a bunch of different scotches and the peat you know it's kind of like a kind of like it you know comes up out of your nose like a like a smoke and so when I see mm -hmm. this word smoke you know 
I wonder if that's what it is. The irony is, is that that's just what this guy calls it. Uh, but it's, <laughs> it's based, it's just straight bourbon. Okay. Uh, and this is, uh, this is a 12 year old Indiana bourbon that is bottled uh, by a guy in uh, Nevada. He's always wearing the cowboy hat and he has these cut off jean, uh, jean shirts and he's like rolling the barrel and talking. He's like one of the, one of the great new characters in the American whiskey scene. So well, there you go. I mean, I love that. It feels, uh, God, I can barely hardly smell it. To be called smoke wagon. Yeah, well, see, you, your mind's thinking it's got to smell like smoke, and it's not. It's coming in, you know, a little bourbony. It's coming in it's cool, not hot. <laughs> and this is 111 proof. I was about to say, yeah, this one's on up there. But it, oh, here we go. Mm. Now that, woo! It does not taste like it smells. No. That one's got all kind of like warmth and pepper and, you know, spice, heat. And I guess maybe that's why it's called smoke wagon. It's got heat. It don't smell like it, but it's got heat. Do you, do you get a little bit of a... Do you get a little bit of a sweetness on this at all, or is it just the you know it's, the spice? It's, it's sweet and it's like goes that that kind of like behind my ears, behind my eyes, like. So it it does have that, it does what peat does, but it don't taste like or smell like peat. It's like comes up through my nose and it's kind of my hearing. It is sweet. You're right. I don't know what kind of sweet though. I mean, it's definitely a tangy sweet. Like, it's like fruit sweet to me, like uh, like baked baked pie, like a like a fruit sweetness, like a, like a banana, not banana, but like vanilla pudding or something. Mm. <laughs> that that sounds delicious. <laughs> that sounds delicious. I go for some. I go for a bowl of banana or a vanilla pudding right now. Of course, I don't need it. I don't know about you, but. I've been putting on weight during this pandemic. You know, oh, you ain't kidding. I've been working twice as hard, making no money, and getting fat. <laughs> <laughs> That's the truth. And, you know, and it's like I tell myself, it's okay. I can have another bourbon. I can have another bourbon because right. it's the pandemic. This is helping me through it. That's right. And then, and then the next day, you're like, Hold on, that that roll wasn't there last week. What what is this thing? <laughs> what is this? What is I this? Can't see my toes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the first thing we're all looking for when we're uh, when our belly's getting over. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like that actually. That's good. It's good. So Hunter, now, hundred eleven proof. That's good, you know, at the end of the day, that's going to be good anyway. There's a note I get in there. It's a little bit of an earthy note, almost like, um, you know, chewing on a stick or like, a, 
think the bark or something. Yes. Yeah. If yeah. you close your mouth and breathe out your nose. That's yeah. Yeah. I, like the barrel, like the oak, like a oak, like like a nut, you know. It's good. So, I you know it's this is um, when when I was talking to your team about you coming on and um, I, I was so I was like what what whiskey can I send Lee that would absolutely well. Uh-oh. You see me now? Come on. Hold on. You seem like you're frozen on me. Uh, you're frozen on me. I can hear you. All right. Are you there? Yeah. Yeah, so I, I was saying, like, when I was uh, was was uh, uh, booking you, I was like, what? what's the right whiskey? Uh, that I could uh, get, that I could uh, get for you know someone I'm such a huge fan of, and and I mean that you know like uh, what I said at the top of the show, I love your music, and so um, I've got you know I'm I'm looking at like what can I send, uh, what can I send Lee Bryce because I'm such a such a fan, you know I want to make sure that I send. I want to hit it, you know. I want to. I want to give you like a like a home run. Come so on. I went deep into the well of um, of my collection and pulled out what is arguably thought to be uh, the greatest bourbon ever what? made. Come on, now, this is this is uh, it's definitely on my top ten list of greatest bourbons ever made. And my friend Chuck Cowdery, Bourbon Hall of Famer, says it's without a doubt his number one all-time bourbon. Now, here's the story of it. It was distilled in Pennsylvania at a distillery called uh, Michter's and brought down to Kentucky and bottled, you know, 16 years after distillation. It was distilled in 1970. Four and uh, this is you know the last time I saw this bottle in auction, uh, I think it went for, I think it went for uh, fifteen thousand or somewhere oh. around there. Ah. These these wow. bottles don't come up very often. And um, open this up for me now. I got one. I'm holding the phone with one hand. I got to be very careful. This multi-talented man here. And we're, uh, you know, this this whole, uh, we, we, yeah. <laughs> now you got to take the little top off. Get my key and pop that little top off. Be very careful. Do not spill it. <laughs> He's oh. like, do not spill this bourbon. Okay. Mm, all right. So you're telling me you got this special here for me. I did. Boy, it sure smells good. <laughs> Man, it's, it's complicated. Sure. Well, I'm going to take it. smells amazing. It does smell amazing. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers to that. All right, I'm going in. Wow. 
wow. That's got, that's got some flowery stuff in it too. That's got some bright, but like not too bright. It's got color, but it's like, you know, watercolor is perfect. You know, it's like, but it's got some, it's got some bones to it too. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's not like, It's bold still. Wow. This is this is this is one where, you know, as I'm sipping on this and looking across to you in the virtual world, I'm thinking to myself, this sucks. This is meant <laughs> to be sit by you know, we're meant to be by a campfire or sitting down in a nice um nice bar, leatherback chairs at, you know, Blackberry yeah, Farms or wherever. Well, you know what? I am in a leatherback chair sitting at a bar. <laughs> at least. At least we could say that. At least we could now, say that. You do have headphones on, but other than that, we're pretty close. Now, this is amazing. And I appreciate you bringing this into my life today. This is something I will not forget. Now, question here is, since you are a grizzled whis whiskey drinker, and you know your stuff. Where where does this sit in in the rankings for you? And and if you want to answer this at another time, you want to spend more time with it, that's fine too. Yeah, I mean it's it like you said, it's a little complicated. Like it's there's a lot going on, but it's it's great, obviously. Wonderful. I mean, I my palate has been uh it's been a little uh uh sheltered uh with a couple of that I really love and they're kind of more like I think they're a little more buttery and like kind of just but there's a little factor of that that sometimes isn't isn't this is like pure this is pure whiskey bourbon whatever it is you want to call it that their age process and whatever they did put it in just the right spot. I mean, it's got a little smoky to it because I keep smelling it come out of my nose, which I love. Mm. Not too hot. I don't like, it's like a cigar. I don't like to smoke a cigar that's too hot. I like, I like to smoke a mild mm. cigar because for me, I don't smoke any, I don't smoke like cigarettes. And so when I smoke a cigar, you know, it's too much for me to try to smoke some big, hefty, spicy. And so this has boldness to it, but boy, it's, it's smooth. It's got... This one, it's fruity too. There's some kind of... There's something in there that's like bright, bright, and like it's sweet. I don't know. It's deep in there, but it's really good. There's a lot in there. Does it, does it, do they talk about what all's in there? So, first of all, this, this is like, this is the only bottle I've ever owned of, of this one. I've tasted it elsewhere. But this is a, these don't get opened very often. And every single time I taste it, I, I get like, these are, the, these are the notes that really come out for me. Uh, apricot dried apricot and like the kind of like chewy kind 
um, peach mm. and mm. dried and the, you know, natural kind. And then the chewy, like uh, peach pie, peach cobbler. I get a smorgasbord of caramel. Um, and then I get like, <laughs> I get like beautiful, like campfire smoke, like, but the, yeah. but the, the kind of smoke, not like peat, but like you would get by making a s'mores where you're putting that over the campfire and a little bit of that smoke is kind of melted in there with the marshmallow and the chocolate and the, and the graham cracker. Yeah. yeah you, me, that, you, that's what this is. You definitely have the buttery part of it, but you also have that, that, like you said, that peach, that fruit, that sweet that's in there. Uh, wow. <laughs> well, I won't be letting the rest of this go to waste. And you're telling me you sent me a little bit of this out of your bottle? I did. Yes, sir. Yeah. Man, that means the world. Thank you so much. I appreciate well, it. Well, uh, it means the world that you came on and, and like we get to talk a little whiskey. And I, I've had a lot of um, – don't get me wrong. I've had a lot of great guests last week. We had Daryl Hall of Hall of Notes on there oh. and everybody, everybody has like their own flavor that they kind of, you know, bring to the show. And Daryl Hall has like an amazing palette, you know, he has right. an amazing palette and we we're just talking about like how he perceives things and what I'm, what I'm finding, what this show is kind of evolving into is that um, I, I'm seeing it like I, I'm just, naturally having conversations with people about their processes at the beginning it was me talking about my processes and how to taste whiskey and all that but i'm really kind of trying to push it down the road of uh what you're tasting how you get it and you know talk a little bit about music here in between and when i had the opportunity you know to sit down with you for me it was like perfect because we have some mutual friends i know you're a whiskey head <laughs> and you own a whiskey brand, so perfect combo for me. So, of course, I'm going to break out the very, very best for Lee Bryce. <laughs> you sure did. And I actually, there's some really special stuff you brought. The other stuff's really, really good, too. This is definitely, uh, this is definitely a level above, I can, I can tell you that for sure. Like, you're right, I might need some more time to live with it just to give you more info. Uh, yeah, and I would say I, w I would say do that. You have a little bit more in the bottle. I do absolutely. I got so I, open that up. Keep it in a nice, cool, dark, cool place. Not right. too cool, but like room temperature. Yeah. And then approach it later tonight, and then uh, write up some tasting notes for me and send them over my way. All right. And on my on my closeout for this show, I'll uh, I'll, I'll I'll read those. All right, I can do that. I can do that. This is uh, so. You think leave it open? Yeah, leave, leave it open. Yeah. Let it breathe a little bit, and then I bet you, I bet you, it'll taste. You know, different. Quite oh, a yeah. bit. Quite a bit different. Man, that was beautiful, and this was awesome. And uh, if you run out of anybody else to come on the show at some point, you just invite me back. I'd love to come back. <laughs> well, absolutely. Now I can't always promise I'm going to be able to top the Hirsch, but. No. Uh, I do have some bottles that might top it. This was special. This was special. We don't, we can just, we can just go through. Look, there's a lot of whiskeys out there that need to be tasted. So that is true. We do need some tasting to do. Now, so how did the, if you're ranking the rest of them, um, where, who's number two, who's number three, number four, number well, five? 
Okay. I'd have to go back in memory, but I, you know, I got to say, uh, you know, that Sweetens Cove was really good to me. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it was the first one I tasted. I mean, it's hard for me to say, to answer these questions because now I, I got them all a little bit in my head. Um, I like the smoke wagon. Um, of course I like them all, but, uh, you know, and I, there's a piece of me that kind of came from roots of, you know, I couldn't afford nothing more than a little pint of (laughs) some, you know, just Jim Beam or just, just, you know, uh, a few different, I mean, George Dickel or anything that like I could get for like five bucks and then I could go into the bar and not have to drink cause I didn't have the money to do it. So I got this palette for that stuff. So very old Barton has a nice, so uh, feels good to you then. Good to me. Like it was really good. I mean, and I'm not putting it on a level of like this or, or the sweetness code, but, but in a, in a way I am because I, cause it, especially for what you said it costs, you know, I think that's something that's really, I think that's, that's important. I think it's cool. Um, I'm going to have to, when I get off of here with you, I'll probably go back through like one more little nip of each one. and get. All right. Uh, we, we can do that. So, so I appreciate you coming on. Tell us what's next. What's going on. What's next. What's coming up. Man, I've got the number one song in the country right now. And it's like, that just don't No surprise, by the way. Congratulations. Well, I, I got very, I got fortunate. Thank you. I, I got fortunate. I'm on a duet with, with, with a girl, Carly Pierce, and she wrote a great song and it, it went number one today. I've got a record that I just uh, put out my first single and it's flying up the charts, which, you know, there's a little bittersweetness going on. Cause here I got a number one and I got a song that just broke through the top 30 really fast. And I'm not able to be out on the road playing music, you know, and hearing the fans sing it. So that's a little bittersweet. Um, but I'm finishing this whole record up over the next week and a half. In fact, I'm going, as soon as I leave here, I'm going to go finish out some mixes on a couple of songs. And then, man, I'm just going to, you know, dive back in and start making the next record. Cause it takes me about a year and a half to get a record done. Cause yeah. I write, produce it and I play on it and I sing it all. And I, you know, I just, that's just my, what I do. That's my process. It's kind of like this. It just takes a lot longer. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, um, there's only great things ahead for you. You're, you are, you are country music right now. You're, you're like really pushing, pushing the envelope and, uh, you're in that list of like what people would consider the, you know, the greatest country music star right now. And I do believe that. I do believe that. I think you're on that list. I do. Man, that means a lot to me. Uh, uh, and I cannot wait to do this again. Talk to you, talk to you soon. And, and uh, again, thank you for, uh, for all of this. Thank you for this, this special, special little nugget here today. That's, that's beautiful. Let's get back together. All right. Let's I, take I, I'd like that. Let's hope it's on a, it, it's hope. Let's hope it's at a, at a venue at some point and yeah. we, we can uh, have some fun. Right. Cheers, right, man. Bro. Talk to you soon. Cheers. All right. Yes, Be safe out there. And I hope you enjoyed that great interview with Lee Bryce. He's just such a great, you know, he's such a great, like, uh, person to chat with. He's somebody you can find yourself out fishing, you know, smoking a cigar and, you know, drinking a little bourbon with. 
he actually knows his bourbon. He's uh, he's got a he's got a passion for it, and the fact that he really appreciated the AH her, the AH her 16 year old, that was awesome. So that's a little bit of history that I sent to him, and I'll be talking more about that on YouTube later on. So make sure you're going to YouTube and checking that out. But thanks to Lee Bryce and his camp for uh, for helping me out and coming on the show. What a great episode. Really enjoyed uh, spending some time with him. So my uh, trivia question or my poll question on Twitter uh, was the, you know, if you are now that the uh, Kentucky Bourbon Trail is opening back up, will you visit a distillery? And only 58.9% said yes. Now, here's the thing. My following is just bourbon geeks galore. And those people live to visit distilleries, whether it's picking barrels or just experiencing it. But, you know, for so normally, you know, I was expecting that to be like 75%, 80%. But the fact that so many people, you know, do not, uh, 41% actually, do not want to come to a distillery right now. In the middle of a pandemic is very telling of where our mindsets are uh, as a bourbon community about traveling right now. And so many people deem it to be, you know, dangerous to and to the point that uh, somebody in this thread shared the meme of uh, just in case people don't understand, places are reopening uh, for the economy, not because it's safe. But I want to say that I just don't think it's that simple, because here's the thing is if if we do not um, the way our country is built, if we do not you know, support businesses and they go out of business, then we lose jobs and then we lose um, then we lose our ability to to pay taxes and on and on and on. And it's a trickle down effect that can impact everything uh, from the roads to the schools uh, to the salary of our military. Uh, and, and, and if we don't have businesses out there safely operating, I don't think anyone's condoning that we say, hey, come on in and lick the uh, lick the side rail here while you're in here and spread as much COVID as you want. No one's saying that. I mean, everyone's saying like, we're going to check your temperature. We're going to make sure that you are safe. You must wear a mask. You know, so I mean, we have to think about that. This is not uh, an, an easy solution. There is not a guidebook for how to operate in the middle of a pandemic. Uh, at least a business from a business perspective. And as someone who, you know, operates in in the media world where all I do is talk, I mean, I don't have to deal with people coming into my office and buying things. So if my business was structured around someone walking into my door and physically picking something up and buying it, I don't know what I would be doing right now because that is that requires human bodies to be inside your store to buy something or um you know, to, to it, it, you know, enjoy some type of entertainment, where it be it a movie or a bourbon tour. So this is not a simple uh, solution, but I'm glad the bourbon trail is opening back up. I'm glad they're taking the precautions that they need to. Uh, and I hope that people who come wear a mask and be mindful of the rules that are set in place. So think about that if you're thinking about coming down to Kentucky and just, you know, take it easy, man. Be safe and try not to judge those that you think, you know, are being too uh, restrictive with the rules. Because the fact is, everybody wants to get out of this pandemic and we're doing what uh, the scientists are telling us to do. So be mindful of that. 
So on that odd note, I will end with a big thank you to everyone who follows this podcast or subscribes on YouTube. I have some big news coming uh, coming in probably the next episode or the episode after that. But uh, I, I can't wait for you know this podcast to continue. We are now dropping on Tuesdays. And the reason being is statistically people listen to more podcasts on Tuesdays. Now, if you have an idea as to why people listen to more podcasts on Tuesdays, I'd love to know because it makes no sense to me. But that's what the data says. And so next week we have Indomic and Sue, the NFL superstar, uh, who's a big bourbon fan. We we sipped some bourbon together, had a great time, and uh, talked a little bit of football and his new teammate, Tom Brady. So make sure you're tuning in for that one. While you're at it, click the uh, click that review button give us a like a five stars or four stars whatever whatever suits your fancy but at, at the end of the day we're we're um, the algorithm overlords basically dictate who gets to see this so and it all depends on the reviews and how many times people have shared it the links and what have you so you know jump on that if you can and uh, i appreciate all the support and if you get a chance go over to fredminnick.com and sign up for my free drinks newsletter. But that'll do it for this week. Everybody be safe out there. Don't um, don't do anything stupid and wear a mask. Cheers. You've been listening to The Fred Minnick Show, brought to you by Beeline. Visit findyoursippingpoint.com by Michter's American Whiskies. For more information on Fred's books, articles, and more, just go to fredminnick.com.